Ladies and gentlemen, do do that. You guys know that the Comedy Fitness Podcast is sponsored by Title Boxing Club. Title Boxing Club, Alpharetta to be exact. That's where I teach my comedy kickboxing class. You can give them a call at 770-864-5492. That's 770-864-5492. Tell them Comedy Fitness Podcast that you're just say Don or actually come in. There's a good chance I might reach my class in between doing gigs. Also, you can email them at Alpharetta at TitleBoxingClub.com That's Alpharetta at TitleBoxingClub.com Come in, hit it hard Title Boxing Club Alpharetta Where the punchlines hit hard See you soon Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes This is Don Gray with the Comedy Fitness Podcast Just want to say Merry Christmas Just want to say Happy Hanukkah Just want to say Happy Kwanzaa Even though, let's get real No one celebrates Kwanzaa Because that means you have to make your own presents And unless you work for Apple And can make me an iPhone I don't want you making my presents I do not want a popsicle picture frame For Christmas Unless you're my three-year-old son And that's different And I don't think he's making that for me But I just want to wish you and yours A happy holidays Because this is the last podcast We're going to do for 2016 It's been a great year Started Comedy Fitness I want to thank you guys For downloading, subscribing Thank you so much And this is a very special podcast this podcast, we're featuring Mia Jackson. Mia is a friend of the podcast. She's my client. She's my friend. She's an amazing comic. Yeah, you guys love her. The ratings are always great with Mia's on. And this year, next year, she's going to have a great year. She's got a special coming out, all kinds of stuff. But this podcast, we're going to talk about something a little bit different than normally this, the normal comedy fitness stuff. Still going to talk about comedy. Still going to talk about fitness. But we're going to talk a lot about the election and Trump. I know this 2016 was a little bit interesting for some people. Listen, full disclosure, I did not vote for Trump. I think he's an ass clown. But he is my president, and I'm going to support him when he does right, and I'm going to slam when he does something wrong. But let's be honest, a lot of the country is not okay. And this podcast is a little bit about healing after that, okay? Whether you voted for him, whether you're a good person who voted for him and just did on economic decisions, whether you're deplorable, whether you don't feel like he has a chance of being a good president, whether you're red or blue, anti-Trump or pro-Trump, we're still Americans. And we still got to get through this, and we can do it with comedy, we can do it with fitness, and we can do it by talking to each other. Okay, you can probably do it without comedy and fitness, but we definitely got to talk to each other. And when you do it with me, you're going to do it with comedy and fitness. But anyways, this is a very special Comedy Fitness Podcast. We focus a little bit on politics and some other things, but I just want to make sure everybody laugh your ass off, sit back, relax, and here is Mia Jackson. Mia Jackson, Mia Jackson, Mia Jackson, Mia, Mia, Mia Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, Mia Jackson. Currently tired, really. Yeah. I've been, you know, driving. Are we starting officially? Yeah, sort of. Oh, We're bantering. I've been, I mean, I hate recording. But... You know, I'm just tired. I actually woke up, um, I went to sleep. I don't even know what time I went to sleep, but I was watching something on Hulu. I was going through their movie selections and then I woke up to what was a lot of screaming and I thought oh. I was watching a horror film but it turned out it was like some movie that auto-played. It was like a Ted Bundy dramatization and I just happened to wake up on a on a part where I was like, oh, this is way more graphic than what I well, I wasn't expecting to see the movie at all but the I show woke the murder up and I was scene, like, I don't know if it was a murder scene or if it was like a sex play scene, but I just know that. Well, he did weird stuff. I woke up and I, because I, I, I mean, I was just like, oh my God. And then I found my, my remote and turned it off. Yeah. You know, other than Dexter, I can't do a lot of the serial killer stuff or the slash. The guy thought Dexter was a vigilante, 
But all the other ones just kind of freak me out. And why do they show that stuff late at night? Dexter was great. I think all comics like Dexter, we, we rate high on the psychopathic charts. If you take a test, I don't know. I love that show. I, I was on, I hung in great there for maybe the first three seasons. Should have ended at season four with the Trinity Killer, John Lithgow. Yes. And scene. Yeah, but they went on too long. Two more seasons. Hey, who doesn't want to check? Right. I can't blame them. That's why a lot of shows, you know, you know. They go past a shelf life. And it ended badly to me. The yeah, storm that's what I, and the, I missed. Didn't he, he end up, up as a lumberjack? Yeah, he shows up as a lumberjack. You're like, you know, a few years later. I mean, he's a survivor. Oh, but I mean, but he's got a kid out there somewhere, and then raised by a little female serial killer, and I think in South America. I mean, they made it a little and went too far. Yeah. I would. Like I to forgot about the money. That he did get a bunch of money. He gave him a bunch of money somehow. I want to read the original, the the series that the book series that is based on Darkly Dexter or something. Yeah, Darkly Dreaming Dexter or something like that. That's probably good. It's probably Game of Thrones. The books are better. Aren't they always? I I do the graphic novels on Game of Thrones. I can't really read the the actual books. There's too many things. So where'd you come back from? I've just been in the DMV area. The DMV area? Yeah. Apartment Motor Vehicles? That's, um, no, no D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Oh, they call that the DMV area? Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much. Yeah. Oh, okay, doing shows, hanging out. I was, yeah, hanging out, and then I made a quick trip up to New York. Oh, so. what'd you do in New York? Let's see. Well, in New York. Yeah, actually, does anything uh, new happen in New York? By the way, time out before we go on. I've been talking to Mia Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes, welcome to the Comedy Fitness Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I'm your host, Don Gray, bringing my two passions together. Fashions together. I have no fashion. Bring my two passions together, comedy and fitness, for something fresh, something new. Almost every week, you know we do the podcast. And I'm here with the lovely and talented Mia Jackson. You all know Mia Jackson. Clap. Yay. Mia Jackson's disheveled right now, but we're here. okay. We're here for early morning training session. We're just doing a podcast beforehand before (sighs) I go kick her butt. Today's going to be a rough one. Uh, but before we talk about that where were you i was in new york i was just up there just one really checking out the scene yeah really hanging out checking out a couple of comedy clubs just think about moving that's what we're talking about we're gearing up that's what we're trying to get in shape and that's what we're gearing up yeah because so now you know because as we've we've discussed the past few months you Mm -hmm. know i've been thinking about um possibly transition into LA but I think I might change the move I think I might move I think I might make my way towards the New York area mm-hmm. for some realists don't know it's traditional for a comic get to a place in their career where they have to make a choice of whether to move to LA or New York yeah you know the LA one usually has a little more TV and run yeah um, and then the uh, New York one usually is a little stand up related Clubs, clubs, clubs. Yeah, clubs, clubs, I, yeah. Because I ran into uh, that's the great thing about New York. I actually ran into two different comics that I knew. Like just you know, I was walking down the street and I was like, Mia. I'm like, oh my god. So you know, I saw a comic I knew there. That's out of D.C. Then I saw another comic that used to live in this area, in Georgia, and um, um, or the South. Uh, but he just moved to New York, and he was just like, you gotta come, you gotta come. He was like, because you can do. Six to eight spots a night, yeah. if you want, and I'm like, oh, I would it sounds so, like work. I would be so sharp, though. Yep, no, no, you know that's a good. Sharp thing. reps, the reps, you, the reps, the reps, just like, like we're working work out. out, just like working out, just like working. You see how I made that it's connection? Six to eight, and that's every night. Every night. That's every night. Every single night. That's every night. It's like some people try to break records. I think, like you know, you can do ten, twenty as possible, but but you yeah, know, it's literally running. Yeah, I don't know if I can. I think I think three like a night is awesome. I think three sets a night is pretty awesome. Yeah, any more than that is great. But yeah, but so you now you're leaning toward New York. 
I so think so. It's about doing so. I, uh, about being part of the. I feel I'm part of the transition team. You are. Yeah, you know, in order to get to these places, and no matter which one you go. That was just a dramatic snap. I like the dramatic snap. I like there was the dramatic no reason snap. for it. And I think uh, I think uh, it's time for Don to buy new microphones too. But you know, the way you guys can help that too out there, Comic Fist listeners, is by sponsoring. Title, title Boxing for me, Title Boxing Alpharetta, the proud sponsor of the Comedy Fitness Podcast. I'm doing better about my commercials. Oh. I'm doing way better about embedding my commercials. Yeah. No more Jack Links? Uh, no, no more Jack Links commercials. <laughs> no, no. The you Jack know, Links I, Podcast didn't make it out, though, yet. I'm still editing the Jack Links Podcast. Do you know that I see those things all the time now? I, was like, I swear I never saw Jack Links until... I mean, I know they were there. The but Sasquatch like, brand. Like, it's the Sasquatch. Jack Links. That's a, I, I, it's the Sasquatch. It's the Sasquatch commercials. If you watch sports, it's on there all the time. And then it's in every crappy market that we go into on the road as comics. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I see them all the time now. Yeah. And Mia's referring to the fact that uh, my brother runs a wholesale store that uh, has um, kind of interesting <laughs> products. And I got some Jack Links <laughs> sausage cheese things <laughs> that were expired. Now... But tasty. But they're, they're still they were still they were very good. But like this is like Jack Link's products don't really expire. They last years How and years they? and years. So the fact that it got expired once meaning that we were eating Jack Links that were maybe five to ten years old. That's a big range. They were not five to ten years old. Dude, Mia, they don't they don't go bad quickly. They like, expired know, in June like, of twenty sixteen. I don't know when my brother got them. Yeah, but I don't know when they were put out. Like they don't expire. Like they last like Twinkie life. They have oh. like, they, they like the cockroaches of food. All right, they well, to a preservative state. But Comedy Fitness Podcast, we talk about food, health, and nutrition, and those are things you shouldn't eat. Don't eat the beef jerky on the side of the road. Eat real beef jerky. Get real. Get the get the real good jerky. The expensive jerky. If jerky is expensive. Eat it. Don't get the cheap stuff that you know. And the one stick. But I mean, I'm glad that you think of me in the podcast every time you see a bad sausage. But now back to New York. <laughs> Not back sausage. Back to New York. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm have to try to make my way there. And, and part of it may involve me slightly hanging out in the DMV area because mm-hmm. it's it's really just a bus ride away or a train ride away from, I think it was, it's a, if I hop on the train, it's three hours. Mm-hmm. And if I go on um, the bus for... And no, I know you still do a lot of touring still in the South, so that's not that far to get to. You know, when you're out in L.A., it's a hike out yeah, to so, get out to work. Like, yeah, yeah. And so it may be better for me just to... Um, you know, get a little cold weather. Yeah, know? I could maybe be in the D.C. area, maybe like Monday, Tuesday, and then make my way up to... I definitely know and think, uh, as a comic, you get better in New York as opposed to L.A. I think L.A. kind of stagnates your comedy. It's better for everything else. Yeah, I've actually, I actually talked to somebody uh, recently who... Who was talking about that? Where they were saying that they had seen people regress yes. in L.A. because they were like, you know, just the being able to get spots is kind of few and far between unless you're well known. Exactly. So, and then you're only working on your seven minute character stuff to get on a TV yeah. show, which I don't even know is possible anymore. I don't think they do that as much as they yeah, used to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I still know there are people who are like, I'm going to put together this ten minute set just so I can get you know showcase, but. But to me, you go out there and do that. You don't live out there and do it. I mean, yeah. but that's just my, but I grew up in LA, so I'm a little different. I'm jaded in a different way. I love living in the South and I love being able to go all over. Yeah. You know, and also I got a three-year-old. I got an anchor baby. 
I love you, Declan. He's not really an anchor. He's I just call an him. Uh, but no, but I'm he's saying he's a baby it. that's anchored your heart. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. That's what you know, he's done. the best. I'm, I am doing some more podcasts about being a dad. I got some dad. I got some daddy fitness uh, podcasts coming up, and I got a daddy <laughs> workout coming out. I do. <laughs> I, I I get a. Uh, Are you I, fighting the dad? No, I'm or? making a baby. Bo- baby, I'm making a baby doll. Right, I'm making a baby doll. I'm putting weights in the baby doll. Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm getting a baby doll that you can weigh from thirty to fifty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a baby doll. Or what if you just get people actual babies? It. I thought about that. Expensive unless you import them from Asia. I don't want you to be trafficking it's, babies. It's, for that's your what business. I said. Like I think it'd it's be very legal. It, it is very legal, and it would be too expensive. And to give Why? everybody a live baby, you gotta, you gotta eat them. I mean, not eat them. Ooh, whoa. I mean, you no, gotta feed them. You gotta God. feed. Them. Don't eat. This the, is getting very. Don't eat the babies. You gotta feed them. You gotta feed the babies. You gotta maintain the babies. You gotta get nanny for the babies. You gotta educate the babies once they're in America. Even though now that Trump's elected, I don't think we're gonna take in any foreign babies. So I, I'm still no. stuffing. We're gonna talk about him later. I'm still stuffing. Um, you know, little baby mannequins. Do the dad workout, picking up the baby. Well, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, then, but, then, but don't want to be some reckless person out there who'd be like. I, we just took my baby to the doctor. Baby weighs thirty pounds. I just use my baby. No, I, you can actually. Like I'm okay if people use the baby. Some people don't. But it, to me, I wanted dads to train before the baby comes because dads dads are usually coachable. Like every day, a lot of dads want to be the best dad they can. And I'm like, if you're if you're a chubby dad now, doesn't have a lot of energy. You're going to need that energy when they're toddlers and then going on. right. So once the baby gets born, you start playing with this thirty pound baby weight that I give you. Picking it up because it's awkward moves. You know, you know how hard it is on your back and your glutes to get a kid in a car seat. I would imagine you got to take a thirty-pound kid. You angle him through the thing. You put him in like that. I don't even know how moms do it. Sometimes I see single moms and I go like, they have mom strength to me. I'll see a mom hold a thirty, forty-pound baby on their hip for like a day. Okay, I carry yeah. my kid for like five, ten minutes. I'm like, I got to switch arms. Yeah, I'm people, put him on my shoulder. You know, I there's I give so much credit to. Mothers, I mean, I it was it was only until I um I, I um one of my BFFs I watched her son for a week Oof. and um and I was like I was just so impressed to where I actually went back and apologized to my parents like I I, I was like I was like I am sorry I said I did not realize that and I told my friend I said because her child is well behaved like he's oh, a, a, good kid. a great kid and I was like. So this is a great kid. And, and how hard that was. And it was hard because it was like, I was like, it's like a constant loop of constant wiping and picking up things. Constant. Moving them around and bathing and, constant. you know, just constant. And I'm like, so people that have like two and three of them. They're insane. I, people who have multiple babies are insane unless they have a lot of help. I don't know how they do it. You know, I, my, my parents, I think. When I was a kid, I used to be like, this is crazy because my sister and I are 12 years apart. So oh, I was 12, you know, when she was born. And I just remember at the time being like, you know what? I've been asking for this since I was five. This was not the right time for me to have a baby. <laughs> like I was so, I was so, because by that time I was like, I'm in this. I got like, stuff I'm, to do. I'm 12. <laughs> this is, my this is it. This I've, mine. I've pretty much decided there are no more children that are coming. But then, so when they, when, you know, when they had my sister, I remember being like, this really, this isn't going to work for me. Like this isn't I'm like You should have done this Earlier But now I'm like Yeah It makes I see why There was a they long needed the space And also you were able To help out Like really help Yeah Yeah I mean and we, Yeah we were You know far enough and Change and, a diaper Actually babysit them When she was three uh, Yes, that was, yes yeah. and, and so much to the point Where she came places With me all the time Which even now In our hometown There'll be people That'll see her And go 
Oh, you're Mia's little sister. Oh, because oh. I remember you when you were a baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then, now she's a grown woman now. Yeah. And she has friends who will now see me and be like, oh, you're, you're Ashley's sister. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. They're like, because we know you, because, you know, but it's just, yeah. But I'm like, I understand the. It's good birth control, isn't it? I understand the. Yeah. But it's constant. Yeah. It is. Mm hmm. So, dad workout it. sounds perfect. No, you got dad workout and I got the mommy workouts too. They're all, those are all coming. But, you know, but we're focused on the single ma- single woman, uh, Mio Jackson. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. I got off comedy task. workout is coming on. But, now, okay, now let's talk about that. We're, we're talking about the career track. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the keeping your career track on track as far as health and as far as mm-hmm. your fitness level and as far as it leading into what you're trying to do with your career which is move you're moving you're making big moves move. and you're going up in your comedy career and you got to be healthy and you got to be fit for that now you've had some off track times i have but you have been very on track lately. i've been back on track ever since our last discussion mm-hmm. i've gotten back on track and um ransom has also tried to make sure that i stay on uh, track. ransom the boyfriend good yeah. good because we need help yeah he he has been very good about me and like Hey, what are you? By the way, Ransom came in the room and he said hi, and he knew we were on uh, doing podcasts. But I think he thought I was doing some weird gesture with my mouth. Man, we bought you a food. You can eat something. I was doing the gesture with my mouth, <laughs> and I think he meant we were talking. I'm not, and I don't think he knew what the heck of course. I'll, yeah, I do it all the time. I do stupid gestures. No, it's fine. It's but you fine. got food, man. If you want to eat something, it's okay if you eat. People got to eat. Fine. People get it, but now, so because you gotta have a t- you gotta have someone in your life that yeah, cares a, about your accountability partners. Yes, yeah, like, it, and it's hard sometimes as a boyfriend and or, or girlfriend when someone else is you know trying their best, right? And you see them making a mistake, and then you're at, you know you love them, yeah. But at the same time, you're like, hey, maybe we should eat that cookie. Who the hell are you to tell me? To right, eat that? because I'm very difficult to deal with. You are a trouble. I'm very contrary, yeah. obstinate. Is that the word I want to use? Are you stubborn. Was I, it's okay, yeah. I uh, you're wanna, obstinate. You are obstinate. Yeah, obstinate. I am very Stubborn. difficult. Yeah, his, his opinionated. Yeah, his favorite phrase per uh, him and pretty much anybody in my life is, "You're just gonna do what you want to do." Mia Jackson does what she wants to do, and I was like, "Yeah." It comes with the territory. You're a comic, and doing what you wanted to do has pretty much worked. Yeah, my mom, um, what so, was it? her nickname for me, uh, one of her nicknames, she was just like, you're like a very large cat, is what she said. She was like, you, it doesn't matter, We, you're just going to, you're going to lay on things. Jaguar, panther, lion, large. No, I, just, I think she meant like a large. I'm like a large house cat. Probably, yeah. Still I was dangerous, tabby. but moody. Oh, okay. That was been my guess. I don't know if she has a specific cat in mind, but I'm thinking house cat. No, I was thinking because I always say like managing comics is like herding cats. Yeah. Because I train, you know, I train a few, and I, you know, I have a lot of comics friends. I mean, to try to get us all on the same page to do something. That's why there's no comedy union. <sighs> yeah. They tried yeah. once in the '80s. Everybody kept killing themselves. But yeah. but you're doing really good. That's why I see our relationship is great. Because see, me being a comic, I understand what you're going through. Right. And then I'm. As your trainer, I'm still can you know, right? Be not heavy handed. I'm not a yeller and a screamer. No, which is very in a helpful way. for me. Well, I don't believe in that. I try to po- motivate in a positive way, and a lot of shame. I will shame people. You do shame people. I do shame people. I don't believe. I do believe in some low grade body shaming and some other shaming in order to get people acting right. But low grade, yeah. low grade, low grade. As I, you know, sometimes I think. Tw- I mean, I do think twice a lot of times before I eat because I'm like, 
Uh, I got to send you this picture. That's so. why. And that's one of the things we love. Uh, you send like, me pictures man. of your food, and that's why, and I love it. And you've been sending some great pictures, some fantastic stuff. The portions are great. The food is great. We're still watching our carbs at night. I mean, I think it's a constant struggle. But I think you're making a good choice. You're juicing a little bit more. I see the juicer in the cabinet. Uh, uh, but it's you know in the cabinet. I probably could stand to. I've been. I mean, I do it every once in a while, but I want to mm-hmm. get some good, decent recipes. And oh, okay, online, there's the computer, there's a Google thing on your right. phone. There's a. It's pretty close. List. And they're really close. They they listen to our words now, so you can do this. So so there's really no excuse. No, I don't know. See, that's it's about taking the excuses away because there aren't a lot of them. I mean, you have a lot of control of your schedule. And now, you, now that's what we're doing today. Like we're about to go into a very hard workout phase. Uh, now. We've been working for a while now, Mia, and now it's uh, time to really kick it up a notch. Today's workout's going to be hard. No, we're going to do, do some hit training, which is an what active, is that? We're not kickboxing today. It's but it's high intensity training. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be short intervals. We've been practicing this lately. Remember you doing those short intervals of running, seconds of running. Jump. Okay, those are going to get shorter now. Oh. Yeah, less recovery. I can can we tell everybody that my hand is currently on my forehead? Your hand is currently on the forehead. You are doing that. Oh my gosh, you're, you're being yes. very Columbus, Georgia, right now. Oh, I do declare. <laughs> it is very, it is very gone oh. with the wind. I do a gone with the wind, but we are, we are at the south. <sighs> but yeah, you're gonna, you're, so we're going to do that today. There's going to be a hard workout, but that is a good thing. Less time. Even less time. Remember, workouts are only half an hour, but the cardio is even getting shorter. You have been doing 23-minute cycles. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing that bad boy down to 15 minutes today. Uh, there is some more core work, and there is some more weight training. Involved. Well, I'm... But I'm bringing the cardio down to I'm 15 ready. minutes. I'm getting ready. We're going to go soon. We're going to go soon. We're getting geared up. You look good right now with your hand on your forehead. Well, your hand is raised up. Yeah, I the, need to put on workout fit. clothes. Well, you're wearing a robe and pajamas right now. I am. You, I am. We're getting my, ready. We're getting my hair up. is disheveled. But it's okay. I don't even want to talk about what's going on with my hair. That's okay. Right That's now. okay. Remember, you can do, wear, wear do rag, fitness do rag. You have fitness do rags? I don't have one on me, but I'm thinking about doing some comedy fitness. fitness <gasps> I am. You That's should. One of, you that's should. one of the things I got. You like the dry, what is it, dry fit thingies? Yes. Like, you rewrap them up. Because you need something for black women. Well, well, I'm. you know, I've always talked about this in the podcast 80% of black women don't work out because of their hair. And I don't want that to be an obstacle. And I know that going and get your hair done every week is cost prohibitive. Even though the girl I'm dating right now gets her hair done every week. Every week. Every week. Every week. I go like every two weeks or every two to three weeks. It depends. Every week. If I have my hair in, I don't have to go as often. Every week. That's excessive. Yeah, it's, but it, it pays off. It looks, it looks great. No, it looks, does look great. No, I'm sure it looks it amazing. It does look great. I gave it. She looks fantastic. Hey, every baby, how you doing? Week. Yeah, I've been gone every week. I yeah, can't. but it's uh, it's one of those things. Every week. Every week. Because I'm usually an every two weeks person. But I, it's a big deal with black women. It I mean, a, it's hard it to maintain European standards of beauty. Well, you know what? That's what happens. And happened. that lies hair. You were, you're in Hollywood. You have to assimilate into a system that is not for you and does not recognize you your know? natural state of beauty. No, even though, man, I love natural hair. I love dreadlocks. I love short hair, but I get it. Like, you know, society is general. A lot of women have. Like I said, we've been form, assimilating into a, to a culture that's, um, that does not love anything about us. That's right. Mm-hmm. I said it first here. I didn't say it first. It's been said. Maybe. Well, it's been said. It's <laughs> been said. Speaking about, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it to, to. It's just facts. I mean, this no, is but, what it is. But why don't we switch gears for a comedy fitness podcast? You know, we talk about comedy fitness and a bunch of other stuff. As many of you know, Trump got elected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now okay, let's go into that a little bit. A lot of black folks, especially black folks, minorities in general, um, were not happy. 
right. We're not happy. Only 8% of black people voted for Trump, and a lot of us are looking for those eight people. <laughs> I mean, they say 8%. I think it's actually 8%. I know Omarosa was one of them, those two chubby right, those black two women, ladies. The two ladies who, yeah. who were just, you know. Those are diamond and silk. What were their names? I don't know. Is it diamond and silk? I don't, I don't they know. They have stripper names. They have stripper names. They're not They're not stripperific. And they're saying a lot of interesting stuff. Now, I think that black, what black people do need is a diversity of opinion in the black community. I do this like is very that. true. We're not a monolith. No, we're not a monolith. We tend to vote Democratic because... We've always thought that Republicans were racist, and now this election proved it. <laughs> and I've always said, I don't think Republicans are racist, but I always think that... Ra- that, that mm, races are Republicans? Well, definitely, and I also think that ra- that re- it's a good place for racists to hide. Tell people to go watch 13th on Netflix and learn about the, the snippet about the... Tell them to look up the Southern strategy. Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a it's, well. It's a, it's a well, like they that. mentioned the Southern strategy in there, but it, it actually was what um, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it. Ransom watched it, and then we watched it together. And the reason what prompted him to tell me to watch because he watched it again with me was mm-hmm. talking about um, the Southern strategy and how um, um, white people in the South were brought into the fold of the. Republican Party, like back during the, yeah, I think during the Nixon administration. Yeah, well, the Dixiecrats came, yeah, in, mm-hmm. and then because they mm-hmm. were they were Democrats, and then right. Dixiecrats were like, well, we're Democrats, but we hate black people, right? And then the Republican Party saw an opening. I was like, you know what? Let's get you to vote against your economic interests because yeah. you're white, so you'll be protected by that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And it's kind of caught up. It did. It caught the chickens have come home to roost. I mean, we elected <laughs> the first mixed race president, and then people lost their minds. It took eight years. But people lost their minds, and I think oh, they lost in two thousand eight. They it, did. It's been lost. But they lost their minds, but they didn't yell and scream about it as much. And they, I think, a lot of white people just kind of festered quietly and like absolutely quietly went along with what they thought was like. Oh, they're it, maybe it is PC the, culture. PC I culture. Can't really say anything. I can't really say anything. I don't like them, but I gotta put up with it. And then Trump came on and said exactly what they were thinking. Throw yeah, them out, he, screw he them. Said they're, they're, it. He said it. He dog whistled. He outright said it. And, no, outright said it. I, the dog yeah. whistles, I mean, to me, wasn't even blatant about it. Black people have never been, have never been better. You know, what have they got to yeah. lose? And a lot of people I mean, guess felt that I mean, his surrogates way. dog whistled, I guess. Well, surrogates are, the surrogates were the worst ones, but you know, it, it is like sad. Like that dude, you saw the, what was it, the preacher? The one that was that, the black preacher. And, well, uh, there was one black preacher that was really slick, and then there was a the black preacher that was a complete fraud. Yeah, who they you didn't see no more about him no, after his... Even um, Trump disavowed him after he went out. He didn't have degrees. He didn't have a I real mean, church. He had, he had a room. He had a church like I have a church if I open what in the next hour. Like if I just was like, let's set up some chairs in yeah. here. The Church of Comedy Fitness. It open doors. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I mean, the same way. You about everything, the fraternity, the... Oh, yeah, and which is a hard thing to lie about because I, I know... find you. Well, I know frat boys are serious. Black frats are serious Very about that serious. stuff. If you're an Omega or a Kappa, no offense to all of y'all, I think y'all are ridiculous. Especially, I saw that Omega video. That was weird. Listen, I'm not... That was weird. I didn't even... I, didn't, I fast-forwarded that, through it. 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 was interesting. Listen, I have, you know, I have nothing against anybody's lifestyle. That was just interesting. Well, what were they doing? Is that what... It was just a bunch of dudes in a room, sweaty, and with their butts showing out. And it was really weird. I mean, there was a oh. lot of purple, and they're going doing their thing. And I don't. think oh. it was homoerotic. It was probably like a, a bonding thing. Oh, but it just mean? seemed interesting. You know, I've, I've played yeah. a lot of sports. I've been in a room with sweaty guys. Most of us covered our buttocks when we needed to or appropriately. <laughs> we didn't purposely go around. Hey, my butt's out. But you know, <laughs> hey, there. And I'm I'm, I'm very open minded. I'm very open minded. But I know that frat boys do not like it if you claim to be in their frat. No, and then I just, I've seen people physically hurt because they said they were in a frat. Oh yeah, I've, I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I've heard stories, and I, yeah. I yeah, it's. 
you know, but Crazy. but yeah, but the black people that but I do understand that there's some people, you know, they they felt that like, oh, Ben Carson, like they think, oh, black people need to be more responsible. Black people need to respectability politics is what it all boils down to. If you just do this thing, if you just if you just pull up your pants, if you just act right, if you do this, then these things will happen. And I think that some of those people were probably um who just me talking about, I guess basically people will now know what my political views are, which, well, I mean, it's fine. They, they need to know. Well, but um, comics. We do have point of views. I'm yeah. open-minded, but I have a point of view. Yeah, and I think that uh, I think that some of the people who, and again, let me just say this so that nobody is like, oh my gosh, how how dare she? Hmm. Support who you would like of to course. support. That is fine. But I do think there's very much something behind it when, um, you know, again, if anybody votes against their best interest um i think there's a i don't know what is the word i want to say i do think there's a need for the people the eight people that supported him it probably is very much um a need to be accepted into a system that that i think that they want to be accepted you. they want to be accepted in greater society and i was thinking and they want to be known self hate yeah and, and i think it's the, and the desire to be known as one of the good ones you yeah. know what i mean like the oh but you're different though like that, I think I think there's. Well, I mean, let's be let's keep real. That. I think black people like you and me have always gotten that. Like okay, like like okay, because you use certain diction. Um, right. And I know growing up in L.A., I lived in the Valley. I had cousins that grew up in uh, Long Beach or other mm-hmm. the rougher parts of the city. They would come visit me. They were not always awesome to me. Yeah. You know, because they thought I was trying to act white or be different. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's harder for for black folks such as us who are are raised a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not to assimilate; it's to succeed. You know, our parents raised us to succeed. Right. But we still don't have any animosity to those that, and it's one of those things that I, and I use the word left behind. There's a large market of our our society that has been left behind because of racial inequality over generations. Yeah, it's a generation. I mean, yeah, there's no. Like, you didn't find the ghetto. You probably were right. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's systemic. It's all systemic. It's It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cycle that happens. I mean, like, even among my, you know, family, it's a, I mean, just so that. People know I mean I grew up in a two parent home. Yeah. Um, both of my parents, I mean, they um what is it like? My mom, I mean, they were they, she was raised in a home that did not have a bathroom. Yeah. They had an outhouse, you yeah. know. So like they were raised in poverty. My dad, um, I mean, they weren't that you know, it's like they not they were rich, but he grew up in a two parent home as well. And yeah. there's six of them, but you know, they they had a house, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So I mean they you know, but there's this thing where, um, and especially with my mom's side of the family, like, it's different pockets of people that came out and did things different. Like, my mom, had just she just had a desire to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to stay in in the situation that I am, but that I'm in, but those things, it's a... But you're like, it's like you're saying, it's systemic, and even... It's systemic, even yeah, because poverty, they, the two-parent the two household meant something. Mm-hmm. You know the two the two parents meant something. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and that's yeah because my mom was raised by her grandparents. And so I, she, you and know. I think that's one of the biggest problems in black society. Like, and I think it's something we have to deal with. But I mean, I was raised. I was. A but single black parent. fathers a- are very involved. You know, statistically, black fathers um, are actually more involved in their children's lives than other. Oh, I see. I did not know that. And I like mm-hmm. that because yeah. I know I am, and I know my brothers have been. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm divorced, but I. You know, with my career, I'm able to spend a lot of time with my son when I'm at a t- when I'm in town. I have to find it. I'll find like, it as a reference. And I love that statistic because I think that's true. And I think uh, most black parents, fathers like me, because I didn't have my father around, and I refused to have that happen. 
And I think that's happening more than a lot of people say the cycle repeats itself. I think now the cycle doesn't because I think I know a lot of fathers like me who were not raised with their dad who are very active in their fathers in their sons' lives. And I think that's what changes it. Here, I got two reference, oh, okay. p- reference points for you. There's the... Um there is the um what is it? The absent black father myth is right by the C D C. Oh good. So yeah, so there's dark so just so if anybody's like Repeat that, that, repeat that. Um it's an article, like if you just um the C D C is some some there so just so that people know I'm not just talking out of my ass mm-hmm. here, like it's actual real statistical evidence behind it. But um let me see if I can find the... But yeah, but it's just Google Black Father yeah, Involvement, myth. CBC. Man. It's a thing. I mean, so so anybody that's... Um, but I think, I had you know, parenting, of, I think, is the, the thing that, you know, in our society we should focus on. But outside of society, I mean, outer society, like white society, I mean, I think that they, they see things like, like, for instance, the, after Trump, they see the rioting. Something mm-hmm. like that, and then the, and the, or they like see the aspects. riding in Portland. Yeah. You see that, and which the, and they black people live in Portland. No, it's so. a lot of white kids. And it's a lot of white kids, right? And <laughs> no, they just, just wear, they're just wearing masks, and they're like, well, yeah, they I, I just I was in Portland in June. There, you know. Let me tell you, this is how much I know black people don't live in Portland hmm. because I was walking down the street with two friends. We go past a Whole Foods, and they're outside trying to get people to, um, like sign up for something. As soon as we bought, because we see the guy like talking to other people, and he's like, "Hey, come sign up for the blah 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 blah." Hey, the weekend, he's like, "Ah, you guys are visiting." So they know <laughs> like, for a fact just, that you guys are visiting. Hey, you're brown. They, they didn't mean to buy bad by it. Hey, you're brown. Just like they just know, right. yeah. Now, so now I know a lot of uh, my black friends. What we're trying to deal with? How do we deal with our white friends mm. that v- voted for Trump? How do you deal with them? Well, uh, and how we feel about them because I, you know, I mean, I well, think there's a lot of friction right now. I will, I will say this for me, and and I've seen people posting a lot of memes and you know things and being oh, like, yeah. don't unfriend somebody over their political beliefs. <laughs> oh, I, I will. <laughs> I will absolutely and, and and have been doing it left and right. Well, to me, you unfriend people over beliefs all the time. I do it all the time. I mean, like I, I mean, I, I have no problem, and I don't, you know, I don't, I have no problem unfriending people because the thing is, I know that if if you are supportive of that, then you are supportive of a system that is against people like me. Mm-hmm. Then you are against me. And then we just ain't cool. And I mean, and, and I'm saying like, this is people that I've seen that have been, um, um, you know, and, and some of it, there, yeah. was some, there was some people where I was like, oh man, I mean, this person was so cool. But then I was like, no, we're not that cool. We're not that cool. And I'm like, and I feel like this too, like if I don't, and, and one of the reasons I don't feel bad about it either is because I'm like, you know, things like social media, Facebook and Instagram and, you know, all that kind of stuff. To me, a lot of it is smoke and mirrors as far as... Well, yeah, you don't, I don't have a couple thousand friends. Yeah, connections with people and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. if it's somebody who came to a show and friended me after a show, yeah. you know, sometimes I do, obviously because I'm like, oh, I remember talking to this person, I will accept their friend's request. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with some of those people, I'm like, listen, if we don't interact in a day-to-day life and you live in another state and I've seen you post some very... Um, you know, crazy, some very, uh, crazy things and your things, your posts are full of a lot of vitriol and just, you know, negative language and things like that. Then I'm like, you know what? 
you don't have to come to a show again, and that's fine with me. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think I'm, I'm doing this big thing right now where I'm splitting everything between my real page and my fan page. I think yeah, I might get I rid think... of my real page and only have a fan page now because I don't know if, especially over the next four years, I got to be honest, I don't know if other than marketing things, if Facebook will be useful. Yeah, I think, I think... there'll be a lot of people yelling at each other. Yeah, I think I'm actually, I was actually thinking about that. I said, I think I was going to go back to having a... Um, a private page again or very much restricting who can um mm-hmm. who can add me as a friend on facebook because like i said it's just tons of people like i said i've unfollowed people i've unfriended people and, and like it can be rough it can be, and now i'm you know i always you know i think we're all in our, you know we all see it through our prism of our lives right and, you know and in growing up in la and in you know primarily white neighborhood having a lot of white friends um you know, living in the South now for the last 12 years and, my, you know, of course, having a black family, <laughs> yes. black people being a black person myself and seeing the difference between both and seeing how, because California had races too. They were just a little bit different than out here in the South. You have people who wear it on their sleeves. They're proudly ignorant. Proudly Yeah, ignorant. like I said, it's just a system. I and mean, it's the, if, if you are the default yes. in a system, if you're the default in that thing. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've struggled with it because, and I've had some heart-to-heart conversations talks with comics of mine mm. who I'm like you have black friends I'm your friend like we're friends mm-hmm. we hang out we, we we drink we watch football we're friends we yeah. talk about crazy stuff I've been over their family's house I hold their babies and I I found that a high percentage of them were voting for Trump and it was as a Molotov cocktail throw at the government mm-hmm. and they just wanted to blow things up a few of them they really hung on the tax thing because they're doing well right now and let's say they married uh, one of my friends especially they all of a sudden are doing very well. It only just happened. They're both, he's mm-hmm. a comic. They're both from, you know, regular middle class places. But like this year, they are making over $250,000 a year okay. with him and his wife. They're going to get hit in the head a little bit. They yep. did get hit in the head a little bit. But I said, but you're making good money. I mean, no, no one mm-hmm. likes paying taxes, but you're paying taxes. But right. that's what happened. Like, again, voting outside of your economic interest. I actually understand if you make a certain amount of money, yeah. you're very Republican. That being said, this year, you had to take it all with this pill of this guy who was openly racist, open misogynistic, and talking about policies which were either illegal, or unconstitutional, just, or, or just, just wrong. Just wrong, or just can't be done. And then saying things openly. Just, so before, <laughs> it was with a wink and a nod, you know, hey, we kind of feel this way, but, you know, hey, we're a public like, party, no. we want to inclusive. This guy came out and said, no, lock up Mac- uh, Mexicans are rapists, close the borders, put up a wall. Black people aren't doing as well as they should be. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, Chinese hear, robbing us. The whole thing's rigged. And if I hear one more time with them, him and uh, what's his name, with Giuliani being like, it's black people in the inner cities in Chicago. And it's like, we don't... Just live. In, we don't just live in the inner cities. And you're like, well, black people are doing bad. Like, well, yeah, we are, but it's because of y'all... I mean, and not all, no, but not, but, 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 but you can't even but, say that all, no, you know, but, but you, but no. you were saying, but, but, but yes, we are. And it's your damn fault. It's your damn fault. You're no, a pookie. But, but, You're but, because, but what I'm saying, but it's also not like, but also I'm saying, but just from the way that they just make it in a blanket. No, they act like, like statement they, where they're like, that, you only live in inner cities and that's not true. They act like that's slavery never happened. They're like Jim Crow didn't affect us. And they act like we got yeah. the Voting Rights Act in 1965. 1965. I was born in 1973. I am not that old. Yeah, there's, but there are things. I'm as still, old as voting. What is it? What was the other thing that um? Like, and we've done pretty well for for the last fifty years. What actually. is it? The redlining, you know, as far as like um, 
you know gerrymandering districts. No, 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 for... like with housing, like with oh um, yeah, redlining, and uh, I think that's what it's called. Before a little before I'm out here. Well, I know that. Um, I know you know. I know that LA was big on that. I think LA is considered an inclusive places. It's pretty segregated off. I'd say Atlanta actually, Atlanta, the city, gentrification. Which is uh, the opposite of what you're talking about. Redlining it, is you know keeping people out of a uh, out of a place. Gentrification where they're actually building yeah. good housing. You know, I mean, it's one of those things. Good I'm trying housing, to find ba- it. good housing, denying housing. services. Yeah, through selectively raising prices. You know what? I don't yes. know. Never tell you Red about line. this time when I did a show and um, it was some years ago. It was at a one of those big subdivisions out in. Is it a uh, Forsyth? Forsyth is, is remember Oprah there's did a, a show at for about how that, racist is that Forsyth County was. County or the city? Which Forsyth way? County. Oprah did a show about how openly racist the Forsyth County was. They had signs that still said black people don't come in in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did a show uh, near that area, and um, they've changed a little bit. A little bit. And I remember when I did the show, I was the only black person at the show. I could see that. And so um, there was, uh, what was it at the end of the show? There's this lady, older white woman that came to me and she said, she came over and smiled. Oh, she said, she smiled and she said, there, I want to let you know, I want to let you know that there are several of your kind in our neighborhood. And I was like... We did not kick them out or do anything weird. Oh, I was like, that's several, several of your. That's time. at least three. Yeah, and this is this has been in the you know this has been in the past six, seven years, something mm-hmm. like that, where that conversation happened. And what was and it real and in fact and it came on the tail end of a realtor who was ha- actually having this very powerful kind of, it was a white woman that was mm-hmm. a realtor because like I said I was on no realtors know exactly what's going on and this and what she said was and that's this this. What was because what that woman came up and said just undermined everything this woman said because she was like she said you know what she said I will have to be perfectly honest with you she said I was selling houses and she said there was a black family and um, she said and I found this beautiful home in Forsyth County and she said there was a fear in this family's eyes she said this was in the late 80s early yes. 90s and she said they were like please no and no. they and she said and she was like wait well what what is going on and she said. That because you know I guess Forsyth and Fulton um yeah close order. yeah so she said they were like can you please find us something on the Fulton County side they were like we can't we can't live in Forsyth County so mm-hmm. when and she said and she was like she said and when I saw that fear when I racist. saw yeah she said when I saw that family she said that it just it did something to her that she she said and she was just like oh my god she was like I've she was like I had no idea and I have to help them and I. I just can't put them in Forsyth County, but I understand why now. See, I know why. There's compassion and, yeah. and empathy. Now, there's the rub to me. Yeah. And so when she said that, then that's, I mean, like this woman, as she's telling the story, you could tell she was taken back to that moment and she was just like, oh my God, and now I, I get it. You know, I she understand. Felt that she has a family. And then, yep. and then that's when the other lady came in and was like, I just want to basically fuck this up for you. You know, I don't know if I was could curse, but oh no, we cuss on the podcast liberally. But I'm saying, but, but I'm saying after, after that moment, that's that's pretty much what her aura was like. Exactly, I'm gonna ruin this for you. That's real exactly quick. what happened. And, and that was a good example of you meet an educated white person who 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 
was like, oh, Forsyth, it's a great city. It's a great, yeah, it's it's a great place. Great, like, yeah. She didn't know. And then she talks to this black family who, you know, is a good, decent family, good job, is looking for a nice house. Yeah, right? so they just want to live somewhere. They just want to live somewhere, raise their kids. And she saw the fear in their eyes, and she had no idea. She she, she found out about it. And yeah. then the empathy and compassion came because she understood, oh, if I had a family and I felt everybody in this neighborhood hated me. And I can't. And then this lady comes on and feels very gracious, like, we have some of you around and we don't mind. <laughs> right. And one of, one of my friends that's a comic was there and <laughs> And she purposely is like, she goes, oh, well, what do, what do you mean? What do, what, do you, what do you mean your, can she say, what do you mean about her kind? Do you want to, you want to tell us a little bit more? And, <laughs> Expand the, and on the that woman just kind of sitting there and I'm, and I'm just sitting there like, because she was old, just like, no, she was like, I, I want to make her, that poor want to make lady. her say it. She was like, I want to make her, her say, say it. it, you know. Did but, she ever say it? No, she just no. You know, people she, of she was so people very like sweetly, yourself. Yeah, she just was you know like, the Negroidians. Like, I just want to let what's the you term know, they use now? Negroidians. I'm patting you on the, I'm just patting you on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it happens. I mean, just like you know, I had a show. What was it? Just in the past month or so, where somebody came up to me and told me I was perfect for a black lady. And this is the thing. They mean that as a compliment. They yeah. don't know it's racist. And th- and this is what I was telling some of my friends, the ones that I'm good friends with. I'm like. See, the problem is, man, is that you were okay with going down the racist road. You're not racist, but you didn't mind getting in the car with people that you knew were. You know, it, to me, it's it's. But it, you're 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 racist adjacent, well, and you're well, okay with it. And see, now that's where I give them I'm, I give them a little bit of wiggle room, and I don't blame you, me. Like, listen, and I've been, in, I don't blame you because there's a lot of because racism hurts. I, the way I always try, you're allowed to cough. The way I always try to explain it to my white friends who don't understand racism. Racism, the only way you can emotionally explain it to someone who's not of color is it feels you're being accused of a crime you did not commit and you have to prove it all the time. And that's, that's kind of the feeling. You're, you're being accused of something you didn't do and you prove, and it's hard to disprove a negative. So you walk around with a slight anxiety. You in certain situations. You're like, chip you got to be better. My mother, you have to be better to be accepted as normal. You yeah. have to act better. And then that, to study and that has been proven time and time again that that doesn't work either. No, but, mean, the, but black parents, that was the only armor they could give no, us for a long time. That's the only thing they can give us because, again, it's that thing of where you get bought into this. Um, like I said, it's very much the. Um, I, I, I had this conversation recently with one of my aunts, and she was like, What is respect about respectability politics? What are you talking about? And I was like, Where you get told, you know, pull up your pants, and if you just do this thing, and if you just act right, and if you just, you know, like I referenced earlier, like if you just do these things, then they will accept. I think and every black person has been through that that We've phase where you've done everything right. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, our current president did everything our right. Current so a great man example. is the smarter than everybody. Handled himself with the amount of class and dignity that you would expect out of a saint. He he, he just shook right hands schools. with a guy who, who who said he wasn't bored in the country. Right. He shook hands with a guy. You know, meanwhile, I would have been over there, like, you know how when you be with babies in the grocery store mm-hmm. and they start crying and you pinch them? Yeah. Not that I've done that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I would have. You've pinched a baby. I have not. You've pinched, I've pinched a baby. I have a baby, I've pinched a baby. But I'm saying, I've woken I my kid up to But that's what I'm saying, that's what I would have been. I've been shaking that hand and just pinching the inside and smiling and been like, I dare you to say something. Listen, I'm, pinch I, look, I'm, 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 I'm surprised he didn't slug him. Yeah, but he did I everything. I gotta be honest. That man did everything right. He did everything right. He if, went if, to the right schools. If, 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 if anything Trump said came out of Obama's mouth, if Obama had ever said, grab them by the pussy. Can you imagine if oh, a black man grabbed them by We just hired, we just elected President Pussy Grabber. 
We did. We we elected a guy yeah. who openly is racist, misogynistic, and 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 and, yeah. and again, I told my friends that I'm like, he said this, he said this, he said this, and they don't have an answer for it, but they're okay with the overwhelming, the overriding, like, oh, I still think it'll be better, and it's better than Hillary, and I'm like, that was a lot of sexism too. Hillary was more than overqualified. Yep, you got an important one. Is that business? Is that business? We take breaks no, from work. No, somebody trying to get into the complex. Oh. I don't know who oh, it is. Mm, so I randomly hit numbers? I don't, no. I don't let them Everybody in. you know is in the apartment right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, no. I don't think my sister's coming up for a surprise visit. About to say, life is not as many people as we think. That's why the Facebook <laughs> thing is weird. I do not have two plus thousand friends. I really don't. I somehow have 4,000 plus. You're popular. With with 597 pending requests. Oh, wow. You I, know when you get to 5,000, you got a boom, boom? I, you know what? You should just go straight fan page anyways, Mia. You're I've been wanting to just shut it off, period, really. I say shut off your regular one and just go Mia Jackson fan page. In fact, right now we're to, launching Mia Jackson fan a, page. I thought you had to have a, um, a certain number? personal one to have the fan page. Oh, see, I don't know the rules. I think, because you I can't, know. I don't think you can just have a fan page. I've I mean, I can, to make this rule. I can convert if I wanted to. I think I'm going to do a convert. Oh, you can't? I have a fan page, though. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, let's go to Mia Jackson's fan page and stop bothering on a real page, y'all. Yeah, please. Please, stop just stop it. with the person. Just, just, just be a good fan and like look just at the go, schedule. Just go look at the and page. And then everything don't, else, come on. Don't engage with me. You know, exactly. Because <laughs> no, she, she's no, busy. I, no, because I've gotten some messages on. from people that have been... Oh, men are weird. Weird. Men and are weird. Men we are, like somebody weird. gave me a compliment recently because... Um, uh. I you know I did that the last TV show yeah. that, that airs yeah. on some Fox News yeah. and um and somebody you know because there was a person that we had three hundred mutual friends and I probably need to go unfriend and block them but um like I'm gonna just read it and I don't care if they hear it or not no nah, it's okay well oh well, by listenership there's a really good chance they don't hear it Comedy Fitness Podcast please <laughs> download and subscribe <laughs> now let me uh I want to I want to read the. The conversation, just so you can be like, these are these are the kind of things that I get sent, and I'm like, yeah, that's why it's all about the fan page. Nothing wrong with social media. I think for us, you need it to promote. But like, you know, back to wrapping around to the election, we we perform for people who really like us as performers, but have never had someone who looks like us in their house. And I think that's always happened to performers of color, where people are very gracious and they really like you but they don't know anybody like you. Like, you might be their best contact with a person of, of color at all. I know that, I mean, I was doing a show one time in Clayton, North Carolina, at a, and it was a lot of bikers, and I just assumed they were bikers, and, you know, my jokes weren't hitting the way they should, and in the middle of it, I just always said, so anybody here on the Klan? They happened to raise their hand. And oh. Said, and I said, oh, well, that is going to change the tone of, our, of, our, of the show from here going on. So and it was somebody weird. actually it admitted weird. it? Oh, no. They, apparently, it was like bikers for for hate or so. I don't know what the group <laughs> they all raised their hand and, and I, I this is back when I was featuring and uh, the comment coming on after me was was totally like you know white racist friendly so I understand they were there to see them and they just booked the show weird you know they brought in me and then like because it was it was I actually said I said so who's here who's here in the clan and you know Nice. A couple of hand. Oh no, nice, a nice section of the room. They sat together. I okay, find, well, I find when hardcore races come to a show, they, have to sit they don't together. diversify in the crowd. Well, I mean, you can't just disperse. They sit, they sit right, you know. Well, and there were no no black people at all except for me there, so they felt pretty empowered by 
I'd say, oh, yeah, we're, we're proud of it. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't fight everybody. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, get it I don't, and, I, I mean, and the headliner is kind of a weird guy. Um, so I, but, but, but this is the mess. These are the messages the I get. So it was like, you look great. I saw the show, blah, blah, blah. It's refreshing to see someone not feel the need to be macho just because they're the host. And I'm like, what? That's from a comic. Well, yeah, I'm like, what does that mean? And it's like, macho? Yeah. Macho? Yeah. And, I, and then it's like, and I go, okay, yeah, I hadn't seen it myself yet. And they go, well, do you know if you see yourself on TV, you could change the very fabric of time? And I'm like, and I didn't respond to the next day because I'm like, I don't know if you're being weird. Oh, but that's then, weird. Then, then, then the next response was, if you could go back in time and slap one person in the face, who would you pick? And I was like, no one. You make me sick. And then I just stopped responding because I'm like. She says, you make me sick? You're, yeah, it's a, yeah. So I'm like. Here's the thing, um, as far as engaging with people. Yeah, uh, block that person. Block, right? Blocked. I need to block them. Yeah. I should wait a few days because I don't like to get, you know, um, I'm going to wait a few days. Well, okay. Because I feel like they're kind of crazy. Kind of? Yeah. They said you make me sick to you? Yeah, it was like that after I said I didn't want it because I was just like, yeah, I don't want to slap anybody in the face because I'm kind of nonviolent. So I. Um, oh, you responded back. Look at you. You're very nice. Yeah. Um, don't talk to crazy people. Um, it encourages them. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, but it's very weird. And I told us, I'm saying, when you engage, that's why it is a there are people who are normal who will go, Hey, I saw you at the show, I thought you were great, and I just want to say, Thought you were cool. Thank you, peace, good night. Thank you, God bless. Good but night. there's a lot of people out there that are really strange and they feel they have a little piece of you. You see something on the wall? Is there a critter? Oh, okay. Kind Fitness Podcast. We are about to wrap up anyways. We're going to take a quick break to kill a critter on Mia's wall. In fact, let's watch you. Well, we have been training for this. You know, squat. You come down. You thrust through. Oh, look at her. Oh, you're going to do the whole broom? You don't want me to do this man style? You don't need a broom. You don't really need a broom. Because I think that's going to. See, now it's now the carcass is where some. Yeah, see, that's what happens. You kill something on the wall, it falls, it sort of survives, it, it, like it's got three legs, and now you're, now you're just, now she's taking a broom and slapping the baseboard. No, no, that was a water weevil. My mother just called them water weevils. I don't even know those are real. I don't know that's a real bug. My mother called everything that wasn't a cockroach a water weevil. Well, sorry, I was engaged, but you're talking off the microphone. You are normal. Wait, time out. Like, don't Good. be weird. Don't be weird if you're engaged with people. If you're going to engage with Mia on social media, Just be weird. Be. So we are going to wrap it up because we got to go work out. Mia's got to put on workout clothes. But we just want to say that America can heal, and we can get through this together. We can get we through can. it. Here, and here, and, we can. And, we can be better. Uh, like, we can. We can. I mean, I do think, I mean, if, if, if anything has probably spurred me to be like, you know what, I probably need to be a lot more um, politically active. active? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I know that I'm working my butt off the next four years. I mean, I really, I mean, I yeah, had that revelation. We, I got angry and then I wanted to go to work. Because, I mean, at this point, it's like we have to take care of each other just because... Um, no one's coming. There, I mean, like it was somebody on my, it was somebody on my timeline from Facebook went to college together, and I saw her, and I really, rarely ever see this person post, but she posted a story about being in Sandy Springs, which is where I live, mm-hmm. at the gas station, talking about this. Somebody came up to her and felt very free about calling her the uppity and uppity n word. Like just at really? the gas station, she says she never seen the person in her life before, and they were like, "I take it this is a Caucasian person." No. No, 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 no. They oh. said it to her. Yes, yes, oh. yes, yeah. Said, she, hey, she, said she, she said, "I'm in still living Sandy Springs." She was like, 
you know, but live in a pretty nice area. And she's like, somebody just came with no, me. No, we can all get along. But now what he has done, and this is the backlash. Uh, is he, made he's, open. he's empowered racists to think that it's okay to say what it is. They used to be, ash- white people at least used to be sort of ashamed of being racist. They would still be racist, but right. they'd be yeah, ashamed they would be ashamed. They'd be embarrassed. Now you know? they think it's okay. Yeah. Like and that's we, what it's, it's created a culture of, um, of culture okay, of being like, I'll go up and say hateful things to people and I won't have a... And nothing will fall back on it. But, well, there's a, there's a reckoning right. to come for everybody. But I think over the next four years, what's going to happen is that things are going to evolve a little bit. Like, I think there's going to be some tension. I mean, for a little while. I mean, when I say a little while, uh, the year. Look, well, here's the, you know. And, and then and I think we're going to start re-gearing for the next election, <laughs> which will be a total sea change because each react, each election is reactionary. I think the first mm-hmm. one, we had to get out the war. We chose Obama. The second one, the second one, Mitt Romney wasn't that great a can, candidate for a lot of the uh, Republicans. And I thought it was more of a, okay, let's just keep this train going. I think that Trump tapped into like like I just said, a bunch of white people that were very upset and thought it was bad to be racist because it is bad mm-hmm. to be a racist. It is bad and you should be embarrassed. But they thought it was okay. They're back. And now what this will do is I think, especially, you know, I say this like I'm an old man, the millennials and like, you know, young brown folks, I think they're going to band together in a way that has never been. And not just not just brown folks. I mean, there's a lot of great white kids out there and also my age. But I mean, especially if you're under 30, you, it's hard to be really racist. I mean, they're, they're bu- we're building some in the South because we have pockets that you can. But if you watch TV and you're open-minded, it's hard for young people, college-educated. I mean, yeah, but, but, but harder for them. But harder. yeah, it's hard. But I mean, but, but I mean, because some of them are just you know following you know system that they were also yes born into, but I that mean, they benefit from. But if you yeah exactly. But if you look at at least, I guess there's some hope in the fact that if you look at the popular vote. Which doesn't matter. Not at all. That's the only, we have an electoral college because of the, slavery. Because it's the only right. election that we don't um, go by the Popular numbers. Word. But um, at least, at least we know half the country in for yeah. shit. <laughs> you know, we know half the country is thinks like thinks about open minded inequality is is a is an important standard. Yeah, it just basically like I said, it just spurred a lot of people who had never voted before to get yes. out and, and vote. And, and I um, think the next election, it will. It, I think it will be blowback. I mean, I think Hispanics, Latinos, whatever hap- whatever he's going to do, the Mexicans is not going to be good. And I think it's it's gonna it's yeah, gonna be people. I mean, I mean, it's a, they're diverse. Though. They're but they're also you know numbers are growing and um. Numbers are wrong. Twenty five percent did vote for Trump, though. Like they voted. Like a lot of Hispanics did not feel the pain because they're Hispanic. They're not all Mexican. They're not all Peruvian. They're not all. I find my Hispanic friends are not Hispanic. It depends. I mean, I mean, just a diverse. My Cuban friends from South. My Cuban friends from South Florida are hardcore Republicans. Yeah, always. Yeah, have been for years. Uh, My Mexican friends in California are you know are liberal, and they've been in the country for as long as I have. They're just Mexican Americans, and then yeah. But can I can I say something that I think will probably bring me some great joy? Um, Please do, because we're about to wrap up. Joy. This is terrible. Joy. But I thought about this. So like. You know how people went out in record numbers to the inauguration um, and for Barack Obama. Yeah. Like I went in two thousand. Oh yeah, okay. And um and <laughs> and I just remember the amount of people. There. It was it was so many people and it was crazy. Like you could not walk. Like it was to the point where like the only way you could walk, you almost you just had to move as the crowd. The crowd. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that kind of thing. And um, nothing has brought me great joy is that for. This um, inauguration. inauguration, I think all the people that supported him are probably just going to be too poor to get there. So 
<laughs> they're not I, think, I think it's going to be bad. I think you're going to see a lot of rednecks that are going to take vacations off. There's a Trump victory cruise they planned on a cruise ship that I asked not to go on. But there's a Trump victory cruise. I'm just saying that. Well, no, no. There's actually, there was an article I saw in the Washington Post where they were like, one of the hotels I'm sure they're gonna got, book a black comic, got zero calls. They were like, they were, they were expecting, like they were expecting to get um, reservations for the inauguration and they said they got zero Zero calls, and I was like, "Good." Oh well. Yeah, I'm not. Ah. I'm sorry for the caterers, but uh, <laughs> I mean, no. there, I mean, some of the other hotels, obviously, people are. I mean, people oh, are going. Oh no, there's go. some idiots. People but, are going, but I mean, like I said, but the people who voted for him, a lot of people. If you can't live day to day, I doubt you making a trip no. to DC. And manufacturing ain't coming back. Trump is not bringing back yeah. car facilities. Just, but I mean, what we are bringing back is the funny. Comedy Fitness, we're always here to laugh your ass off. Me and Jackson got some big things coming up. Mia, before we go, what's coming up? What's coming up that you want to talk about? You got some shows going on? Yeah, I mean, I got some shows. I mean, I'm pretty much on the road or away from home until the end of the year. Um, so, I mean, pretty much starting. I got a show tonight, which obviously by the time this airs, they won't know when that night is. But, um, so I got, got well, yeah, well, the, 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 but, this podcast is probably coming out next week. So, you know, you, you can go back but in time I'm, and see me and Jackson. But I'm pretty much gone from like the 17th through the end of, um, like through November, no, through December 24th, I think. And then I'll, when I come back home, I'll actually be, um, I'll do like, I think, Thursday and Friday of the New Year week at um so the last week of December that Thursday and Friday I'll do the punchline and then that then on Saturday New Year's Eve I drop down to um I'll be featuring so um, okay well if you're in Atlanta um New Year's yeah 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 come on down to the punchline and then of course hit you up online on your fan page that's about to just be comedian. a fan page well, well yeah I mean, the fan page exists comedian yeah. Mia Jackson is, has been a thing yeah comedian I Mia probably Jackson engage a little bit more engage on, a little though. bit more because then people will stop harassing you on your regular page yeah like I said I gotta change that access mm-hmm. very good very good so we're about to work out ladies and gentlemen Thank uh, you so much, Mia. We didn't talk about the Green Book. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, shoot. Okay, Never okay. We're gonna, no, we'll, no, 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 no. We'll no. talk about it another time. Okay, we'll <laughs> talk about Okay, just so you know. <laughs> we want y'all to do re, do research on the Green just Book. Just go look it up. Because if, if, now that Trump's been elected, if you're black folks in the South, you might need the Green Book. We didn't even know it stopped you in 1966, the I believe. They did, they stopped it? Yeah, they stopped in 1966 was the last time the book was published, but I believe that um, we may need a new version. Okay, tell people what the Green Book is. Well, the, this. Green tell book, the Green Book, it was, uh, I mean, just a, a quick, easy explanation yeah. besides you going to go Google it and find out for yourself, is a, um, it's a, it was a book um, that was published, I believe, from the 40s through the 60s mm-hmm. um, that was, you know, made basically for black people that, um, that had travel tips and places that people of color, black people, could stop that were safe, you know, mm-hmm. You know, I think it mentioned things about sundown towns and this thing like that, places where we didn't need to go. Sundown towns were towns where they would kill you if you were a black person outside after sundown, yeah. by the way. Yeah. It's but, a nice term, sundown town. Sounds like a vacation resort. Right. No, it, 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 it was. Right. But it was just basically saying, like, these are places you can stop. These are places you can go, you know, and and eat or stay and things mm-hmm. like that. So. Yes. Just so everybody just wraps the, their head around that. The Green Book was basically a traveler's guide for black people not to get killed. But was published until 1966. 66. Oh, a year after we got the right to vote um, for people to travel across the country without getting beaten, lynched, and or killed. Because there was enough places that you could stop at to get beaten, lynched, or killed that they had to make a map in order for a black person to get from California to New York without dying. 
And we're going to end on that positive note. We're about to go work out right now. <laughs> what we're saying, people, we're- is that <laughs> let's just take care of each other. Exactly. Everybody should to. get along. Kumbaya. Believe me, I got. Believe me, I got a. I got a beige kid, so I can't hate everybody. That's I, right. I, I, you I have live, a beige I, I kid. Live, I, yeah, I may. Uh, you know, I got a beige baby, so I. I have to have hope. He's hope. He is hope. He's hope. You know, me and his mom, we might be divorced, but we get along great, and you know. It, everything's good there and we go. made him and I think beige people are the people forget Obama was beige I mean you know first black president he's, yes but he's he's mixed but again racism is so bad and my mother's part of this group he got one drop he black we taking him I get it I understand mom we do take people I, we do we do we do that's why everybody's very upset with Tiger Woods being Cablasian you see people dismiss it because even though my thing is Halle you know Berry, Tiger Woods me Wesley Snipes they're all gonna round us up but this, you know, this but, election but was do you good know pro- why he was dismissed? Mm-hmm. Because he was dismissive. He was. He was. He, uh, was he is not down so, for the any level of struggle so at all. To 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 him, I say goodbye. He's not down for any level of struggle at all. He's very arrogant, dismissive, and uh, not saying nobody think about him. My thing is when he got caught, you know, with all those women. I mean, not one brown one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe. Yeah, of course, in, I believe I'm in diversity. Surprised by that? Come not on. one. Come on. I mean, dude. I'm not I mean, surprised. I mean, I don't know. I think variety is the spice of life, but that's just me. Anyways, coming for this podcast, we're getting out of here. We're going <laughs> right, to the I'm going gym. Too far. We're gonna go. No, we're never going too far on my podcast. Right, Thank you so bye. much for Mia Jackson. Stay in touch with Mia Jackson. We love you guys. Remember, comedy fitness. Comedy Laugh fitness. your ass off. Fat lives matter. Bye, Mia. Bye.